This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. About it. We were in our family chat today, and every person after person was saying, what is it about today? I just feel so excited. I feel so, it's a sense of excitement and and a sense of anticipation. I'm expecting God to move, not just on my life, but in the lives of those that I love and those that I am assigned to. Can you release your faith and be in great anticipation of a mighty move of God in your life, in your body, in your finances, in your relationships? A mighty, a shown up mighty move of God. When you're when you're in, in, in anticipation, you're expecting it any moment. So get ready, get ready, get ready, and stay ready, stay ready, stay ready in Jesus' name. Hebrews chapter eleven and verse one. Ready, go. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Again, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. One more time. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When is faith? Faith is always now. Faith is always in the present tense. If it is not now, then it's not faith. Would you shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. You can have your seat. I need to dive right into the word of God today, but I want to give you some homework before we even get started. Good. Just begin to, to contemplate and to meditate on that scripture. I don't want it to be so familiar to you that you're not getting the goody out of it. If it's not now, then it's not faith. So we've got to always be in now. We cannot postpone our faith till next week. We cannot postpone our faith till the 15th of the month and the beginning of next month or even the beginning of next year. There are things that you're believing God for next year that God still can do this year. Faith is now, and if it's not now, then it's not faith. I'm not going to stand before you long. I kind of missed the armor. The armor was up here with me for so long. I kind of missed the armor as we concluded our series on the whole armor of God. The writer, Paul, began to speak to the Ephesians church in the letter that was going to be circulated to other churches that he overseed. He was telling them to put on the whole armor or take it up again. Pick it up And put it back on again so that you have the wherewithal to stand. Ephesians chapter 6. Oh, glasses just broke. Okay. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 in the King James Version. Read this way. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. The Passion reads it this way. Pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all his believers. The voice translation says, pray always, pray in the spirit, pray about everything in every way you know how. And keeping all this in mind, pray on behalf of God's people. Keep on praying fervor, feverishly and be on the lookout until evil has been stayed. The message says, 
prayer is essential and is this prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare pray long and hard pray for your brothers and sisters keep your eyes open keep keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out the god's word translation says pray in a spirit in every situation use every kind of prayer and request there is for the same reason be alert use every kind of effort and make every kind of request for all of god's people the easy to read translation says pray in the spirit all times pray with all kind of prayers and ask for everything you need to do this you must always be ready never give up always pray for god's people the amplified classic edition says pray at all times on every occasion in every season in the spirit with all manner of prayer and entreaty to that end keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance interceding in behalf of all the saints god's consecrated people and the new international reader says at all times Pray by the power of the Spirit. Pray all kinds of prayer. Be watchful so that you can pray. Always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Now you might say, why did she read all of those translations or versions of the same scripture? Because I'm trying to convey a message over to you that when you don't pray, It's as if you're taking matters in your own hands and saying, God, I got this. Stand down, God. I'll take it from here. But when we pray, we invite God into our situations. We invite God into our circumstances. We invite God into our church, into our community. We're inviting God. We must always pray. Paul began to talk all through that book of Ephesians. He even started off in chapter 1 with prayer, and he even ended up with prayer in chapter 6. We must always pray and not faint. I'm trying to convey something over you, to you today. Let's not get tired of praying. Don't ever have the mindset, I can't even pray for myself. Force yourself to. Force yourself to pray when you do not feel like it. Listen to me right here. If you don't ever do it, you'll never do it. If you never pray, then you'll never pray. And if you never pray, how do you expect to get the answer that you desire? As we were talking about the Roman soldier and all of the gear and all of the, all of the armor that he had on a full armor, and we walked through every single solitary piece of that prayer armor, one of the things that really struck me about the Roman soldiers who the armor was indicative of was their, was their diligence to practice every day. They were, unde- they were undeniably and unbeatable. They were, the t- they were the elite of the elite, and no one could match them. Their technology was cutting edge. They practiced as if they were in war, even when they were in peace. 
Have you ever seen somebody, they're supposed to be practicing and they're really not taking it serious and they're just, you know, I was a cheerleader and sometimes they would be doing the cheers and just have to. You got to do it all out if you expect to win. So these Roman soldiers, they practice all out every single day under every circumstance, in every season, in every weather condition, they practice. They practice as if they were actually in war. They would take their sword and not just slice because slicing only damaged you. They would take their sword and jab it into tree trunks and pull it out. You don't understand how much effort it takes. They had this full armor from head to toe, a shield that they carried, a lance and all kinds of other blades and all kinds of uh, weaponry that they all had attached to their loin belts. They even had shoes and greaves that protected them that they had to lift their feet up high to even walk. They had the big old helmet with the feathers all done. They had heavy equipment on. And they practiced all out with all of this equipment. They swam. They built. They did everything with their equipment on. They were so cutting edge, nobody could stand against them. I found out for myself, what you always do is what you always do. What you always do is what you always do. Even if you have the intention not to do it, you will always do what you always do unless you change it. I told this story. I always admired my mom who ironed my dad's clothes. He worked for GM in the, in the factory, and she ironed his clothes. My dad's clothes could stand up by themselves. They were starched with the, you remember that hard crease, that hard press, his shirts. I mean, he was pristine. Every day going to the factory. Are you listening to me? And oh, I admired my mom. I said, Woo, when I get married, I'm gonna have my husband's pants creased and his shirts ironed. But when I got married, I did the same thing that I had always done. So now I'm like, Pastor Tim, here, could you iron this for me? Okay, honey, bump this for me. I don't like the iron. So I never did iron as much as I admired my mom ironing. And it wasn't that I didn't know how to iron. I did know how to iron. I knew how to starch and I knew how to crease. I just didn't like to do it. I didn't feel like doing it all the time. And I thought because I desired it and because I admired it, that it would be manifested in my life. I need you to know what you always do is what you will always do unless you make a change. So as I begin to consider this Roman soldier who Paul was chained between these, these soldiers, and I even read that they would have to change out the soldiers every day because if one soldier stayed with him too long, he would get him born again because he was preaching the gospel. He was getting born again, so they had to keep changing the soldiers out. But he was looking at all of their, their armor that he had on, and everyone knew about the elite. They knew about the Roman soldiers, and they knew about their work ethic. They knew how they practiced in times of peace as if they were in war. So when war came, it was nothing to them. They couldn't, nobody could stand against them. They were the elite. They could see people coming before they even came. They threw their javelins. Let's stop them before they even walk up on us. Oh, they trying to, they trying to climb up the walls. Let's take them out with, they knew what piece of equipment to use to take out the enemy. Just like 
because we have all kinds of prayer. They had all kinds of weapons, and you have to know, and you have to know your weapons so well you know which one to use in which situation. If somebody is up on you, you're not taking your six-foot-seven lance out. You're going to take the short blade out and stab and jab or go to the ire. Come on! They knew what piece of weaponry to use in whatever situation they found themselves in. And they practiced it every single day as if they were in war. They practiced it. And they were so diligent about practicing it, practicing it all out, full on, every single day, every day, every single day, as if they were in war, even though they were practicing, if somebody else wasn't giving it all, they would take them out, off with their head, because you're going to weaken our whole elite army if you're not doing what we're supposed to do every single day. So I begin to analyze, and I begin to ask myself, what, what happened? They knew what to use, and they knew how to use them. They had swords that were sharp and swords that were not two-edged swords and different things like that. And if you didn't master how to use that thing, you would cut your own self. You would damage your own self. Are you listening to me? So they knew what to do. They knew how to do it. They did it every day, day in, day out, in season, out of season, regardless of the weather temperatures, regardless of how they felt. They did it every single solitary day. So by the time war came, they wouldn't poop out. Their enemy would poop out way before they did. They built a muscle under the armor. Paul told him, be strong, because you had to be strong under this armor. It's funny, sometimes I'm acting, and I'm really struggling with something, and I'm like, Gabe, would you get this for me? And he just lifts it up and It's heavy for me, but it's nothing for him. He's in the gym. He's building muscles every day. I'm not. So the things that would normally be easy for him are heavy for me. I guess my thrust, let me say my thrust. My thrust is we've got to stand and we've got to stick to what we know. So stand and stick to it. That is what these soldiers did. Tavon made a good point one day in our prayer call. He says, nobody stands by accident. You stand on purpose. You might fall down by accident, but nobody stands up and stands strong by accident. It's an action of intention. So they were, Paul began to admonish them to stand and stand strong and stick to the stuff that you know that works. Pick it up, put it back on again and stand and stick to it. So I begin to ask myself, what happened to the elite? What happened to these Roman soldiers? They were the Navy SEALs of the day. No one could beat them. They were undeniably the best. Listen, and they knew it. They were the best, and they knew it. And they knew it so much that something began to happen. I asked myself, how did they fall? They were all of this. Nobody had the same technology. What happened? How did they stop standing? 
Most historians agree that the Roman military met its downfall not from without, but from within. They begin to relax their daily regimen. They begin to relax their daily discipline. The thing that made them cutting edge, the thing that made them unbeatable, the thing that made them the elite of the elite, they begin to relax on it. And as they begin to relax in their regimen and in their discipline, listen, they became less able and less willing. What did I say? Less able and less willing to keep the discipline that once made them unbeatable. Now they felt like the weapons were too heavy. This helmet is too heavy. This breastplate is too heavy. This shield is heavy. And they begin to convince the commanding officers, this equipment is too heavy. So they begin to lay down their shield. They begin to take off their breastplate. They begin to lay their lance down. They, in essence, were vulnerable and naked to the enemy that couldn't even defeat them. The enemy that didn't even have the ability to defeat them because they felt like the armor was too heavy and they began to take it off. Listen to me. It's not because the armor was too heavy. It's because they were too weak. One of the most powerful things that a believer can ever do is pray. Pray in season, pray out of season, pray, 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 all kinds of prayer, pray. We know the words of pray. We love to pray. But oftentimes we get a little bit discouraged when we pray and we don't get immediate results. So then we start taking off part of our armor. Not because the armor is too heavy. God knew what the armor was. It's because we became too weak. Edward Gibbon states in his book, Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire, that their indolence may be considered as the immediate cause of the downfall of their empire. Their indolence. Indolence meaning slow, inactive, sluggish, Avoiding exertion, avoiding strengthening. They became listless and lethargic and lazy and lackadaisical. Now they were doing things half-hearted. They were dull. They were tired. They were stagnant. And they were lifeless. The ones that were unstoppable became listless and lifeless and stagnant and lackadaisical. And that became their defeat. I need us to get a revelation that it's time to stand, pick our armor up, put it back on. The devil's been wailing on our heads because we've taken the armor off. It's taken too long. I don't know if this God's will. Well, you find out if it's God's will by getting in the word of God. 
It's not a one and done. It's something that we have to do on an ongoing basis. What you always do is what you're going to always do unless you change. Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3 says, Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things thou knowest not. Cry or call means to cry out with a loud voice. Bombard the throne of God. Call upon, call on, ask for help. Ask the Lord to help you. Come on, help me in my weakness. Help me in my frailty. Help me with my, with my propensities. Help me. Strengthen me. In the Webster's 1828 edition, this word call has reference to summons. Request to meet with. Request an audience with God. I need an audience with the one that could change my whole situation. I'm not just call them up, call them up, and tell them what you want. Well, what kind of relationship was that? If the only time you're calling them up is when you're telling them what you want. Call means I need an audience with you. I need intimacy with you. Intimacy. I need to be face to face, eyeball to eyeball. I need to be able to look and gaze upon your beauty, gaze upon your splendor without any inkling of I'm not worthy. Are you listening? to me. The message translation says, call to me and I will answer you. I'll tell you marvelous and wondrous things that you could never figure out on your own. God wants to tell you stuff that you cannot figure out on your own. Great and marvelous, mighty things that you don't know. The Amplified says, things that you don't know and things you don't understand and things that you can't distinguish. Well, how do I distinguish them? By standing and sticking to it, praying with all kinds of prayer day in and day out, in season and out of season. I cannot have the mindset. It's too heavy. I don't want to do this anymore. I've got to do what God has prescribed for me to do so that I have good success. In this earthly realm, Ephesians chapter 6, as I close, verse 18 in the easy read version says, pray in the spirit at all times. Pray with all kinds of prayer and ask for everything you need. To do this, you must always be ready. Never give up. Always pray for all of God's people. We have to pray at every occasion, every opportunity, every time we get a chance, at every season, at every possible moment, anytime you get a chance, no matter where you are, no matter who you're with, no matter what you're doing, you seize that opportunity to pray. Prayer is not an option. Prayer should be a priority. Prayer gives us direction. Prayer gives us power for our everyday life. Don't you understand? We need power. In our everyday life, prayer is a normal conversation with God. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is the greatest power in the world. Prayer is the most dynamic force a Christian 
has. Prayer brings supernatural results. Prayer will locate you, will locate where you really are. Prayer is turning your human heart to the will of the living God. I'm not trying to coerce God to do things my way. I'm aligning, adhering my will to the will of God. Nevertheless, not my will be done, thy will be done. Prayer requires discipline. Prayer requires focus. Prayer requires intention. Prayer strengthens you. Prayer has a purpose. Prayer gets results. Let me explain something to you. You cannot secure nor sustain any victory apart from prayer. I'm closing right here. Although prayer should be a way of life, it's the most ignored piece of the weaponry. We would rather beg God. We would rather poop out. We would rather ask somebody else. And listen, even Christians calling the psychic hotline number because it takes too much intention and too much focus to wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. He will strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. This lack of discipline in prayer causes us to be weary. And it causes us to have a lack of stick to itness. I need you to get a mindset. It's time for us to stand and it's time for us to stick to it. Child of God, I want to encourage you to build com- communication with God, build an intimacy with God, an intimate relationship with God. Listen to me your relationship with God should not be a casual acquaintance. I was talking to a a friend the other day, and she says, this person was my best friend. I told them things that I have never told anyone else. You don't tell a casual acquaintance something that you, but that best friend, that most intimate person that you trust, that's the one that you share your heart with. Come on up in here. We have to stop having a casual relationship with God and have an intimate relationship with with him. We have to have an intimate relationship with the one who has all power and the one that has all wisdom. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17 says, pray without ceasing. It didn't ask you to do it. It directed you to do it. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 19 says, do not quench the spirit. Well, I grew up in denominational church, so we thought you were quenching the spirit if you weren't shouting. That ain't no quenching the spirit. Quenching the spirit is when you douse the burning fire of prayer in your life. When you have that unction to pray, when you know you need to pray. You don't have to feel it, but you know you need to. Because we're supposed to pray without ceasing. But when we put our prayer on pause, we get easily distracted. Why can't we give the same time and prayers we give to our TV shows, to the TikTok, to the Facebook? We've got to be intentional. Luke chapter 18, verse 1, last scripture, says men ought always to pray and not faint. Always means in every situation, whether you feel like it, whether you don't feel like it. One song says, every time I feel the spirit moving in my heart, I pray, well, what about when you don't feel the spirit moving in your heart? You still better be praying. Because men are always to pray and not to faint. Faint means to be weak, to be weary, 
and to fail in heart. Child of God, I've explained to you today the meaning of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, where it says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Let's pick it back up and put it back on again. Let's stand on purpose. Let's stick to it on purpose. Don't let our armor become so weighty and so heavy that we begin to disrobe our armor because the enemy is lying in wait for defeat. I told you before, no deceit, no defeat. Don't be deceived thinking that you are good and you've not prayed. And you've not prayed according to the will of God and the word of God. How do I do that? I've got to study it. How can you pray the word? How can you pray for the situation? We're not supposed to pray the problem. We're praying the answer from the word of God. Well, how can I do that if I'm not in the word? It's not going to happen. And defeat is imminent. I have to have success. I have to sustain my success. How do I do that? By not ceasing in prayer. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.